CCISD. This is Getting to the Core, and I'm Carrie Perales. And I'm Victoria Vela. And I'm Vicki Ibarra. And we're Getting, Getting to, to the, the Core. core. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, today, we're going to focus on elementary. Both of you work with elementary. And when I think back to elementary, it was a really fun time. I have lots of great memories. I actually lived in Missouri at the time. And then we moved to Texas, which was a huge shock. Missouri and Texas are yes. very different. <laughs> sure. I saw my first fire ant hill when we were at um, one of the parking rest stops. Uh, and then my fifth grade teacher, her name was Miss. Mosquita, and she was amazing. I loved her to death. And I really think that's when I decided I wanted to be a teacher because I loved my teacher so much. Uh, what was your experience? Um, I think it's fifth grade as well. Um, my fifth grade teacher, she just showed us tough love. She believed in us and mm. she was like, I'm not going to let down. You're going to do this. You're going to learn it, but I'm going to be right here alongside with you. So I would say definitely the most impactful teacher I had was my fifth grade teacher. Awesome. Was yeah. that here in Corpus? It or was somewhere? here in Corpus Christi, What Texas. was her name? Her name was Mrs. Flores. Um, and really fun tidbit, whenever I started teaching here with CCISD, she was still teaching. Oh, so wow. I saw her at a training that we went to. So we were <laughs> oh, both teaching that gave me chills. Yes, oh, it, wow. was, it was just amazing. So um, definitely. That's awesome. What about you? Um, so my favorite teacher was a third grade teacher, Miss Stein, and oh. I lived in Pasadena. So that's close to Houston at the time. So not a teacher here in Corpus Christi, okay. but um, I absolutely, math is my favorite subject. And mm. so she just really empowered me to continue to accelerate that learning. Um, she involved manipulative. So a lot of the learning was hands on. Oh. Um, there were some aspects of, you know, that procedural or those number fact fluencies. I loved that my multiplication facts, I knew them all by the end of third grade. So that nice. is also um, a special moment that I can reflect back on. And it was just that encouragement and that push to keep going forward, especially with something that I loved. So Yes. Elementary teachers tend to be very nurturing. And yes. so I think that's yes. what stems. I just, I wanted to go and nurture others mm -hmm. as well. Um, so today we're here to really talk about implementation of the curriculum. So before we get down and dirty about the implementation, I wanted to, I was thinking about just the word implement. So I looked it up and it actually says implement means to put a decision or plan or agreement into effect. So I was trying to think like, when do I implement stuff in my regular life? And I immediately go to when my pants get too tight. <laughs> As I love clothes and you guys are both like me. Y'all are very fashionistas. Whenever my clothes get tight, I realize, uh oh, something's wrong. Yeah, time to so, put a plan in yes. place. <laughs> plan has to be put into place and I'm not disciplined enough to not have a tool or something for me. So I immediately go to Weight Watchers. So this is an advertisement for Weight Watchers. <laughs> um, I have the app. I record what I eat every single day and then I notice I, my pants start to feel a little bit better and I start to feel good. So I immediately when I think of implement, it's when something's not quite right or not mm -hmm. working at the best it could be. Yeah. I know I have to use something to put me back in line so that I can be the best I can be. Mm -hmm. So when you guys think of implement, what do you think of? Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is I my first child was a girl and mm -hmm. you, we know what they say. Girls are just easy breezy, right? When it comes to potty training. Um, and then my second child was a boy. Oh. And I just thought, you know, we're going to do potty training. We're going to do it at 18 months. That's what my daughter did. This is going to be fun and easy. And I'm just going to 
put him on the toilet and it's going to happen. Well, it didn't happen uh, the way my daughter made it happen. So I was right then and there. I thought, okay, I need to figure something out. I need to have a plan. So that's when I started getting all the tools like the rewards charts and the Cheerios and the M&Ms. And, you know, when he does this, we're going to do that. And reading, you know, the script of the three-day potty mm. training. Cheerios uh, <laughs> in the toilet. In the or toilet. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so right then and there, I was like, okay, my the boy is definitely not like my child that mm-hmm. is a girl mm-hmm. and I need something more than we're just going to do this nilly willy. I need a plan. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's what I can think of. Great. <laughs> that's a great example. A great example. I have two boys, so I totally hear Same. what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so what about you? Um, I think the first thing that came to my mind was something recently. You know, we heard a message at church of just getting to know your kids. And there's so much going on these days. And we really, as parents, me and my husband want to know what's the good part of your day and what wasn't the best part of your day. Um, and they have a hard time expressing themselves. And so having my husband do it with me and us making a plan of every day before the boys go to bed, we're going to make sure that we have this talk with them and ask them what was the best part of your day. And it could I be anything. That. And what was the worst part of your day or what was a not so good part? part. Um, and it could be something simple as like, oh, you know, I went to lunch today and they had sandwiches and I really wanted chicken nuggets. That Maybe that wasn't the best part of your day and that's okay. It doesn't have to be something so dramatic, but just really getting closer with our, our boys and just having that partner to do it with me and creating that consistency and that habit, right? Because then once we fall out of that habit, what, what happened to that plan? Right. And lose so connection. that consistency, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Awesome examples. So if we talk about math curriculum, we know that part of the math framework is all about making sure that we have a plan, we know what our beliefs are, but we have to make sure that our curriculum is aligned and it's consistent across the board. And we have to implement it because just because it's on paper doesn't mean it's happening. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things that you guys are doing to really implement the curriculum for elementary math? And either one of you can start. When we talk about implementation, I think it's um, being on the same page, the same language, Mm -hmm. understanding what we mean with that curriculum that's on the paper. And I think one of the biggest things that we've done is provide that continuous professional development Mm -hmm. so that we are speaking the same language so that um, misconceptions can be, you know, thrown out and we're all understanding what the expectations are and exactly how the IGs when we talk about our curriculum are supposed to be rolled Mm -hmm. out yeah Mm -hmm. especially with that the Sharon Walls I noticed that um you guys let me be a part of that which I love we're so grateful for that (laughs) yes Uh, but those fourth grade teachers when they were this last uh PD half day it was so cool because the Sharon Walls lady allowed them to share all their ideas Mm -hmm. they're all looking at the same curriculum they're all looking at what the expectation is but they all were able to to contribute and so I think it's awesome that you guys are providing that for teachers that's really awesome definitely the the PD but I mean I want to add on to just our instructional guides and Mm -hmm. like Victoria mentioned um, really being on the same page and what is it in the instructional guides how do I put that into play in my classroom and the PD does a lot for the teachers um, but even further than that we've created the internalization routine which really gives teachers a step-by-step of how do I read the instructional guides and 
then what is that going to look like in the classroom? Using the backwards design, creating my exemplars, I'm academically monitoring and I'm providing students with that immediate feedback. Um, so that internalization routine is so critical to make sure that the curriculum is implemented with fidelity. Um, and then this year we went on the uh, implementation tour. Yes. So we've been, you know, hitting up campuses and just so proud. It's so amazing to see teachers in action. We have amazing um, teachers. We really yes, do. Yes, we do. They are amazing. They are knocking it out of the park. And it's just been so great to see them in action and then just support them with those little fine tweaks of just let's let's stretch it a little bit further and let's grow you. And in turn, the students are yes. uh, being successful because of it. So That's awesome. Yeah. When, when you go out and you see um, some really good examples of either procedural or conceptual math happening, what are some things that you've seen or what are some things that um, you want to kind of like shout out or share out that people are doing? Go ahead. I, I think a big, big one is the use of manipulatives, uh. the use of the, that hands-on conceptual understanding for the students, seeing them build seeing their aha moments, the students lighting up when yep. they're like, hey, mm -hmm. I understand I what I'm doing because mm -hmm. I can visualize it. I It's tactile. I can touch it. I can do it. Um, I think that that is the biggest um, takeaway for, you know, seeing our students um, be self-aware that they're understanding the math that is right in front of them. And I love, because part of the PD too is they get to, that you all have prepared yeah. all yeah. of all the, the manipulatives. Yes. And I love that because you're not just showing them, they, they all get them out no, and they yes. play the games. And at this last one, she even had them get up and put like, um, I think it was yarn or something on the floor and they were making shapes with their feet and pulling for the, mm -hmm. it was really cool. Mm -hmm. yes. But I mean, to have that where you have the curriculum in the IG, you have the curriculum, you have the IGs, and then you have the support of the PD. That's what's going to happen next. And then you have them actually implement it, mm -hmm. but they got to practice beforehand, which yes. I think is critical. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Did you want to add anything else about examples that you've seen? Um, inside the I mean, definitely the concrete learning. Okay. So, so yeah, the manipulatives have been so great to see. I think um, a lot of the times we want to skip straight to the abstract, but mm -hmm. we have to build that conceptual understanding. And so the students using the manipulatives and really being able to apply what they learned conceptually and answer and solve uh, problems by critically thinking is just very important. And I think a lot of... Um, the use of manipulatives now is because we've we've emphasized it and we yes. have really delivered the message of the why behind it you know so many um people may think you know oh they're fourth and fifth graders they don't need manipulatives but the why behind it is so big on that conceptual piece um and so it's just been really great to see that happening in the classrooms that's awesome yes. yeah. You know, having a really sound curriculum is really key. So what would be the cons of not having a, um, a really sound curriculum implemented in math? Well, I, when I think about curriculum and that continuum of learning in math, I think about it as a natural scaffold. Hmm. So our curriculum provides that for students, that natural ability to scaffold from grade level, from concept to concept within the grade level, and then from grade level to grade level. Um, and when we, you don't have that 
implementation and that continuum of that curriculum, it's almost like a missing stair, you know, on your stairwell. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. am I going to go? I have, you know, I, I'm going to have some holes there and I'm going to either have to jump across or I'm not going to make it through to the next step. So it just, it really provides that natural scaffold for our students. Nice. It's like that continuous story in the mm-hmm. math framework. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that committee coherence. talked, yeah, mm-hmm. talked about that, that you have to, in order for kids to feel successful each step of the way, they need to have that continuous story. So mm-hmm. that scaffold, what you're talking yes. about. Anything you wanted to and add? I mean, I just wanted to add, and if we don't have that, I mean, there's so many more gaps that are created because of it. There's so much that goes into creating a curriculum, the written, the taught, the tested, and just making sure that we go back and we reflect and we enhance and we adjust those lessons but if we're skipping pieces or if it's if that scope and sequence sequence isn't aligned correctly we're creating more gaps um and so we definitely don't want to do that so yes well both of you were a part of the math framework committee and you got to participate so before we close out um how did y'all feel about being a part of this and going through this journey of of implementing it having the committee meetings coming up with the framework and now launching it I think it was a great experience. I love that there were so many different stakeholders involved. I mean, teachers, board members, parents. um, It was it was amazing to just collaborate in so many different ways, Um, and that vertical alignment from elementary to secondary, um, and just making sure that we're all together and and coming up with this framework. So I thought it was a really great process. Awesome. And what about you? I think it it makes me feel proud. It makes me feel good that we came together, Mm -hmm. um, like Vicky said, across grade levels across stakeholders and our best interest interest was our students Mm -hmm, and you know I think that just uh, being able to be part of building that um, continuum of learning Mm -hmm. from kindergarten all the way to you know high school and we even talked about like you know college and career readiness that just allowed us to really become um, or just shows that we wanted to be a whole and just streamline. continue to mm-hmm. yeah, streamline, yeah, streamline. things to, to better our students. Yeah, and that's yeah. what it's all about is student success. Mm-hmm. Thank you, ladies, so much. This was so much fun. I definitely want to have you back again <laughs> so we can talk shop, too, about yes. having boys. <laughs> right? All right, so uh, this was Getting to the Core. I'm Carrie. I'm Victoria Bella. I'm Vicki Ibarra. And we're Getting, Getting to, to the, the Core. core.